Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's movie podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On this episode, I chat with Laura Dern. We actually sat down in September at the Telluride Film Festival, the morning after the North American premiere of Marriage Story. Dern, who just won a Golden Globe for her work as a divorce lawyer in the Noah Baumbach written and directed Netflix drama, reveals what happened when she first read the script, opens up about being a child of divorce, and a whole lot more. I'll be right back with Laura Dern. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Welcome back. Here's Laura Dern. Now, did you first come for work or did you come with your parents? No, I came for Blue Velvet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first Telluride. But then I came, my next Telluride was with Rambling Rose, which my mom was in as well. So I came with my mom. And I've been here with my dad, who's been here a number of times too. So it's It's really special. uh, Martin Scorsese last night. Gave Adam Driver his medallion. I I saw Greta showed me the video because we had to be at the other screening. And he said that this is his first time back here in 41 years. Yeah, he was, I got to have dinner with him, which was just such a delight for yeah. me. He's amazing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a special few days. Like, I oh, wanted, okay. I want, I'm ready to go home just because I have to do, you know, like you. Yeah. We've gone from Venice to this, then Toronto, oh, yeah. God. And New York. All right. Oh, and then, geez. and then. You know, I, I just heard like the Valley, Hamptons, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, you're just like. It's become a, it's, a journey. But when you're, you know, when you love a project that much, it's just, and this is, I mean, it's red, your red shoes, movie. your red shoes. I mean. When you flip them off and you Well, and what, and, and his, how specific he was about Is that specific in the script? Does he get that specific? It's pretty specific. I mean, mm. the jump was was definitely a direction in that, I was talking to him about it last night because I was like, do you remember the, the flick of the shoes was in the script wow. um, and her Louboutin heels and the whole thing. <laughs> um, it's such a part of, 
of the makeup, the amalgamation of women doing this job mm-hmm. that, that we know and have met and talked to and researched with and stuff. Um, it's really interesting how a woman most often presents in that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he really, you know, wanted to capture it and, and with immense guidance, uh, <laughs> we try, we tried to, and Mark Bridges, beautiful costumes. Um, but he definitely directed, he was like, when you flick them off, like you should be in a like curled up, I'm your best girlfriend <laughs> by the fire position in one move. Right. And I was like, how am I going to do it? And you did it. Move? It was just, <laughs> you just land, and so, it landed very soft. Like it was just yeah, it has to be yeah. <laughs> warming <laughs> to get her to tell me everything so that I can create the story so, I think she needs. So what kind of research did you do? Did you meet with? Mm. Lawyers such as that? Yeah, Noah, I mean, Noah did so much research. Mm-hmm. Lawyers, judges, I mean, I think he, <laughs> he went very deep in the, in the process of it. And, um, and so I did too. I've met LA-based divorce lawyers and, you know, kind of glommed on to Noah's research as well. And, and Noah spoke a little bit in Venice. I don't know if you heard this part of the story, but that, this was very unique for him and quite unusual as a tribe that for myself and Adam and Scarlett, we uh, spent a lot of time with Noah as he was writing and, mm. and uh, even preceding the, the script. And so he and I have spent the last couple of years as friends having many meals just mm-hmm. talking about all of it, you know, not right. just the character of Nora, but... Um, so it was a continual process of, of learning and creating her together. Well, what's fascinating is, you know, at the beginning, she is presented sort of like, ooh, she's just going to go there. But then she gives that speech. She explains it all, why she, why you have to do it. Yeah. Because of this double standard, this awfulness. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that speech. Like, if, if someone could give an actor a Christmas present mm-hmm. and just say, here's this thing I want you to read, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, I just lost my mind. Did you like Nora? Um, I find my way into loving everybody I play in a in a weird and oftentimes dysfunctional way, <laughs> and I really love her appetite um, for getting what she thinks you want for mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, the problem that I have with Nora is she has no idea what you and your what your child really needs. Mm-hmm. And so the way they spin a story to get what they think is the most achievable uh, gain, um, which I think he handles brilliantly in our last scene together with the 5545. <laughs> I'm like, um, and I'm, is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. 5545? How yeah. do you even I know. figure that I out? I know. It's just like, I don't want it to feel even. <laughs> I want you to know you won, and I want the other lawyer to know that I <laughs> I was, I won up to them. Um, in, ver- in a myriad of ways. Right. You know, they do it about tuition and, oh my God, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've grown to be beyond grateful that filmmakers have entrusted 
deeply complicated women mm -hmm. in my life in, in recent years and maybe throughout my career in some ways. Um, because you, you get to find their heartbreak in it. And, you know, I think he, he even, his, his need, you know, Ted Sarandos and I were talking about, he was like, God, I didn't realize until watching it with an audience what an enormous part of the film. Like, Nora is this, the linchpin of the movie as this character. Because right, it, it wouldn't have taken off if she never met yeah, with Yeah, Don Corleone comes <laughs> in and, you know, um, and that's such a crazy thing to sort of, think about it in that way but she um even though what she is is the she is now their voice mm -hmm. for both of them she every choice he makes is now based on nora right every everything she represents is what she thinks she wants now i mean it's amazing she goes well, you know, I'm from L.A. She's like, so you want to be in L.A.? You know, I mean, before she's even had a chance to, she's, and you're so vulnerable, you're talked into yeah. it. I mean, that's what so many people who've been through it say. Um, and so I love that even within what the tactic is and what the, the, the need of Anora is in this story, you know, he still weaves in, even though she's doing it tactically, it's still true. Like, she has a kid. She leads with, like, I pride myself on doing drop-off and pick-up. Mm -hmm. You know, I have an ex-husband who's a narcissist. <laughs> Trust me, I've been through it. And, and I think that's real for Nora and clearly very real for the women in these positions. Right. And it's, there is a bit of that kind of, like, I'm going to protect the broad in the room who's not going to be seen, who's going to be measured at a different standard, um, and win for her. And the double standard, even when we're watching a movie... Nora, at the beginning, is the monster. Mm -hmm. But even when Ray Liotta is first shown, he's not, he's not portrayed as a monster. Even when he's, he, he, somehow he's being more sympathetic to Adam. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, you're automatically supposed to think that woman in power who has those shoes. Yeah. Well, and I think it's fair to consider, and I think Noah and I did a lot of talking about this, um... And it's interested me a lot lately to think about, you know, sort of when women are given the opportunity finally to have a position of power that it's that we so haven't been bred to even consider it mm -hmm. that when we're given it, it's like, look, I'm giving you this one slot and this one chance. So you better act like the boys. You better well, play the ball. Right. Like the the only way you could have the power is to have the power like the boys. And I and you know, I have witnessed it in my own career in the film industry, and it's ever changing. But when I first started, you know, I met women in positions of power who were playing at ruthlessness mm. because they couldn't seem overly right. sentimental or not make because the you only know, template for power was this ruthlessness. There was yeah. no other template. And as a filmmaker or an executive, it was like, well, what action boy movie have you made? Oh, you want to make Kramer versus Kramer? Right. Okay. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. um, I think every day we're helping each other now change all the rules.
Right now, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, hear what Dern has to say about a third season of Big Little Lies. Stick around. Lancaster, South Carolina is in the middle of not much. But growing up nearby, I knew it as the hometown of a black man named Jim Duncan, who became a Super Bowl hero. Duncan, up to the 15, the 20. Now, my new podcast, Return Man, I'll discover that his death still makes no sense at all. The story was that my brother went into the police station, took a gun off a police officer, and shot himself in the head. Most people don't believe that. For the past three years at the Rock Hill Herald, I've looked back at a story that's timelier than ever. Breaking news. Don't shoot! Have you got some time to talk? It involves race, the mental state of the person, and a town that was scared to death to say anything. Listen to Return Man on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you took away the date and time, could you imagine that happening today? Yes, you can. Here's more of Laura Dern. And do you think Hollywood is going to change forever? I think that's like saying the White House will change forever. You know, <laughs> I think I that, that yeah. it will all, there will always be individuals who come in and are inappropriate, uh, criminal, uh, narcissistic, um, sexist. But did you ever think the day would come where these conversations, you know, meet you, times up, even these conversations about power? Yeah. People have these conversations, but not in sort of the town square. Exactly. Well, exactly. Betty Davis was having them. Right. But, you know, like you and I are right now, you know, not in publicity, not, um, and not given the longevity so deeply deserved, you Mm. know, like Stanwyck and Betty Davis were also turning to television to... Mm -hmm continue to find great roles because there was either ageism or sexism or whatever it was. Yeah. So if it really is about humanity, I mean, from an actor's perspective and certainly filmmaker crew finding diversity parity, gender parity, all the things mm-hmm. we're all fighting for in journalism. I mean, my God, you see it every day in the Academy. This beautiful friend, David Rubin just became president. I mean, we're, we're, Every choice we make, we're being given opportunities Mm -hmm. right now in all of our work. But um, certainly as an actor, uh, no one has ever questioned watching an actor, a male actor, age and be a gorgeous, adorable movie star and a complicated... um, You know deeply flawed, mm-hmm. misguided, damaged lead protagonist right. without going, ooh, should he be doing... You know, you don't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and go, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, he was so beautiful in a big movie. And now he's playing this. You're like, yes, more. Try this. Try right. that. How cool to watch him age and grow as an actor. It's, it's changing for, for women. Yeah. Thanks to champions like you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To, yeah. to like, it, it is champions like yourself for me. My mom's been nominated for so many Oscars and won awards and blah, blah, blah. 
you know, and, uh, you know, and I, I, I watch the ageism in, in the you business differently. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, to fight as much as I can for, uh, continuing that conversation. That's awesome. That's amazing. And, and it is, and it is awfully fun that Noah gave an opportunity to, to talk about it. And that's, what's great is it's not a pious character saying it. No. She's no. ruthless. She's ruthless. And that, that's where it's, kind of, it's a little bit of a mindfuck. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, right, she has to be ruthless. That's right, because there's this double standard. Yeah. So she has to be 10 times more ruthless than the next person. And she's like, and guess what? You know, you felt lost in that marriage. Mm-hmm. And Noah allows it that he did make it about himself in his life and didn't see what her needs were. That's true. That's yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And so the lawyer's right. He's like, how about we do what you want to do for once? You're going to get L.A. Yeah. And he can do his thing and he can be, you know, like, and I'm going to get that for you because I'm willing to be ruthless. And you know what? And I to, will admit, to help other women. watching it, when they said, well, just move to L.A., I was like, you're just going to make him... I know. Lift up his life like that? How, what? That doesn't make sense. At first, that didn't make sense to me. Then, like, wait a minute. He's the father. She's the mother. Why does he get to decide I know. where the life is? And, and she has this built-in support of a grandmother who can be there and yeah. a sister and gra- oh, the with the cousins all oh. the time. Oh, my God. Genius. She is genius. And, have, I mean, and now I'm talking as a fan, but have you seen a movie in so long where you're just like, the script is so perfect. Oh, it's so good. I, I mean, can't. When, when Adam has that breakdown, I just, I bawled. I literally, I bawled. Like, oh. it just, he was having the breakdown for himself. He was having it for Scar. Like, just every, everything. Every, everything just collapsed and right there. And we all know, it's we not all know the pain. And we all know the pain of loving someone so much and they've hurt you so much you're like whether it was in real life or you've had a dream where you're like kill Kill them them. or beat the crap out of them and you the terror of loving so deep that you feel that kind of hatred from heartbreak oh my god but also just the lines like we were walking back last night three by the morning or something and I was saying to Greta like Greta how about who gave you a lighter or the pie was just a pie. Like these right. lines that's like the these pie little was just moments. A pie. And then, because even, and now that I'm talking about it more, even when she walked in with the pie, I, was, I said in my head, I'm like, what's the pie? Mm-hmm. Is that part of this? this I know. Was she using Trade the pie up. to give him the, to sell him the papers? And it was just a fucking pie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and the, I, I just... I, I mean, and I just love loving a movie so much that I can't wait to see those sequences again. Right. You know, whether it's the lawyers at it or Halloween or, you know, the, the, the entire sequence with the serving, you just can't, that fight, I mean, just, and, and I mean, it's not my place to, and, and especially because I'm an actor in the movie, but it's not my place necessarily to talk about an ensemble cast, but I've never seen anything like that. I, I'm so madly in love with every single person in that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't get over it. The boyfriend in the last you know, moments of the right. movie just being there like, oh, Nicole's not home yet. You're just like, okay, you're perfect. <laughs> the new husband... 
that Merritt's married to now, this Martha Kelly who plays the mediator. I mean, I just like, I she can't get over it. Now, when you're, reading this, when you're reading the script, are you feeling this like what you're feeling now? I, I was. Yeah. And I cried for half an hour, which no one will tell you because he saved a voicemail <laughs> and played it for granted. And they're both like, oh my God. I, I literally cried so hard. Why? I think I've never seen anyone capture the deepest depth of what it, of the sacrifice of loving. Mm. And I think that's what the movie's about. Because Scarlett talked about, I guess it was in Memphis, because she was, talked about like she thought about her own divorce when she was doing it. Did you, did, yeah. did you bring your real life into that? I mean, you, 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 you have to, even if it's not personal, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a child of divorce, I've been through divorce, I have children, so like it's impossible as a moviegoer not to. I mean, for me as the lawyer, it's 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 different than the emotion of being in it. Right. But as a as a moviegoer, deeply, you know, feeling all perspectives, mm. and so grateful for it. I find it such a healing movie for all those reasons, and and so touched, like that all kids get it. You know, for for kids at whatever age they end up seeing this movie, like I had when I as a teenager saw Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer having at a younger age, having been through my parents' divorce, I think that moment of him saying to Alan, you know, I want him to know that I fought for him, that just slayed me. Mm -hmm. Because kids don't know. They only know this oh, yeah, battle. Yeah, this battle. And I remember my mom as sort of the, the scarlet letter of being a single mom. Oh, in my neighborhood, I remember it was literally, it was 1979, because I remember I was nine. It seemed like a lot of women were saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm getting out of this marriage. And there was a lot, it was happening in our neighborhood. I yeah. grew up in Queens, in New York. And there were, all of a sudden, it was happening and no one talked about it. Everyone had so much shame around it. And I think about it now, I'm like, what's to be shameful for? Like, why stay in a marriage you're not, you know, and I'm seeing it through a you know, modern lens. Well, and I mean, that's another thing that I think Noah does brilliantly in terms of Nora is the woman is going to hear your experience. Mm. And, and he allowed both parents to be equally just delicious parents. Mm. They're amazing with their kid. And they're in the mess of it. Right. Um, but the woman ruling the narrative for the woman's voice, mm -hmm. even if she hasn't caught up to her herself in terms of what she wants, is really... It's interesting because it, it is taking, you know, a few leaders, mm -hmm. as we know, particularly in journalism, as stories are covered and women are becoming brave to come out in their harassment cases in the workplace, you know, to say, this experience happened to me and they're a bulldog about it and they're saying it. And then 19 other women yeah. feel safe enough to come out in whatever way they, they feel they can. It's really interesting. Yeah, we, we all can't be the blessed mother. Now, the movie is getting so, I mean, it's just rave reviews. It's, it's hyped. Do you get mm. nervous about that hype? I don't, because we've just been in a bubble, right. thanks to Nathan and others. <laughs> like, we're just, like, having dinner and watching movies and, you know, like, joking all together, like, yeah, 
they love it. You know, like we just hear people are really loving the movie. So with Adam and Noah and I, we're just going, yes, that's our only, um, I think as a, as a group, none of us really read reviews, but we just hear that they've been lovely. And as a, what I consider now a family member of uh, Noah and Greta, has Greta deemed me their adoptive child because mm-hmm. I've worked with both of them this year, so I'm very close. Yes, we need to talk with about both of them. <laughs> uh, it's just been the most amazing thing. So they've adopted me, and I'm like the luckiest little girl in the world. Big Little Lies season three. Are we going to see? It? You tell me. I don't know. That's that's, you be, that, that's above that my they, pay grade. Yeah, well, I don't think so. Do you I want think, it? I mean, I just love Renata Klein. I know my husband. My husband, when I told him I was coming over here, he's like, "Okay, I just want to get a T-shirt that just says I don't. What is it? I don't not. I will not. Oh, I will not, not be rich. rich yeah. I, I mean, it's just so fun. I don't know how I would not. I would not <laughs> not say yes. Um, because you know, I I I think it's up to the storytellers mm. to define if uh, you know if there's a world they feel like we'd reinvent in, but the, it's also a family uh, like this and a, and a beautiful one and working with, you know, a group of women I love so deeply and mm. love working with so deeply. So it would be impossible, I think, to not <laughs> have all of us want the experience right. if, if the story uh, felt like it mattered and makes sense, yeah. Okay, last question. What's yeah. the one movie you can watch over and over again and you never get I would say one, and, and I have so many that come to mind, but only because I was talking about it yesterday and Noah and I were doing most of the lines from the movie. Like we spent an hour quoting it is Defending Your Life. Why? I've watched Defending Your Life uh, 40 times. Everyone I love who hasn't seen it, like I can't wait to bring them over to show them the movie. Um, but I feel that way about honestly a hundred movies because I love movies and when I love them, I do, I see them like 30 times. What is it about defending your life? I love Albert Brooks <laughs> and I, uh, I find that it, it's an interesting parallel to marriage story, mm-hmm. which I think is why we were talking about it. Cause I was saying like, it is so rare to see this, the most delicious way to get inside discovering a love story. Mm. And in that case, you know, not through divorce, which is equally as insane to find a way into a love story through divorce. Uh, would be finding love story in purgatory um, <laughs> as you're waiting to find out if you're going up or down. Um, and it just kills me. I just love it so much. Uh, and, and it is like this movie where, you know, every scene has an actor or a new cast member that you fall in love with. The writing is flawless and you just can't get over it. So, um, you know, and, and, and to have playwright level genius writing mm-hmm. like Noah's, which, you know, Albert did so beautifully in so many films too. Um, cause we were talking about several of them, uh, where you, you just, you want to like hand actors, these monologues and go like play, go to an acting class. Well, these, are the, the mo- these are the monologues people are going to audition. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, my God. And there, mm-hmm. there's all of us have them. Mm-hmm. Alan Alda, has uh i both leads you know like you can't there are pieces of writing that are just mind-blowing i mean alan alda telling that joke 
And then I'm finally going, am, am I, I paying, paying for this? For, oh God. It's amazing. You're amazing. You As are. Always. I'm so thrilled to talk yeah. to you. Tell your husband I say hi. That was Laura Dern. Marriage Story is available now on Netflix. Thanks for listening to this week's Big Ticket. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. See you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply